Hey, Fellowship Asheville, thanks for joining us today. We're doing another episode of the ConvoCast, which is fun. Uh, the ConvoCast, just as a reminder, uh, what we hope uh, happens with the ConvoCast is that we inspire you with stories of what God is doing in and through the people of Fellowship Asheville. Um, and today is a little bit of a bonus episode because you get to meet Andrew Franklin. And Andrew is in the process of joining our elder team. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, as we get to know him a little bit better, but but he is in the process of being presented to the congregation as an elder. And so typically what we've done is we have done these convo casts for you after uh, they have, uh, after they become an elder. And this time we thought we would do it before um, so that you can get to know him as he's in the, the process. And so, Andrew, let's just start off. Describe a little bit about who you are. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, my name's Andrew Franklin. Um, I, I'm, I've been in Asheville and at uh, Fellowship Asheville for about four years. Um, we uh, originally from Missouri. Um, and I have a family. I'm married um, to my wife, Karen. She's a beautiful lady. And then we have uh, three sons. Uh, you guys have probably seen them running around terrorizing the church. Um, and, and we enjoy that. Uh, and then I work here locally um, as a surgeon. So, um, yeah, that's me. Nice, nice. What kind of surgeon are you, Andrew? Uh, so uh, I'm a urologist. Uh, so it's like <laughs> kidneys, kidneys and bladder, kind of everything your urine touches is what I take care of. Yeah. So if you ever need good surgery stories, you're the one to to come to. Like very good, uh, yeah. very very cringeworthy stories. Um, all right. Yeah. What's something that most folks don't know about you? Yeah. So I struggle with this because I feel like I'm a very boring person. But um, so uh, I will eat as it came up, I will eat just about anything. There's very few foods that I will not try. And um, kind of example of this is uh, so um, uh, I, I lived in Peru for a while. That's where I met my wife. And um, the national dish is called kui, which is um, which is actually a pet here in the United States. It's a guinea pig, but they um, oh. they actually like barbecue it. Uh, and it's like you just eat the meat off of the the carcass, uh, and it's it's not bad. It's kind of chickenish. And then um, when I was in the jungle, I actually ate grubs. They had a uh, sauteed oh, yeah. grubs in a in a pan and ate those, and those were those were great. Really, um, I heard those yeah. are kind of nutty. Are they nutty? Yeah, they're nutty. And yeah. they had this. I don't. It was like a kind of a garlicky kind of seasoning they used. So I was, it was it was delicious. Um, I would have eaten. Yeah. eaten I, I would continue to eat that. Like was it um, one the whole was, was it the whole grub that you were just yeah. pumping in your mouth? Ooh, yeah, wow. Yeah. One uh, so one guy in our group ate ate one that was alive, um, and it actually bit him in the process of him eating it, and that was pretty. That was a little tough for me. I to didn't watch. know they bit. Yeah. Oh no, these oh. are the big ones. I mean, like it was like you know three inches long and had like pincers on the front. Like it was a it was oh a, it was a thing. Oh, that's not the grub I had in my mind. No, no, no. These, were, I mean, these were really big. So anyway, um, he he said, but he also said that too. That it was really nutty and rich. Like, yeah, good, good to know. Yeah, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. we'll 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 get to test that out because Lord willing, we get to go to the Dominican Republic in October, and I'm yeah. on that trip too. So that'll be fun to uh, see what you put in your mouth. Um, <laughs> on that trip yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be it'll be great the food's really good uh where mm -hmm. we go but still you never know there may be some local delicacy that you get to try so that'll be that'll be great fun 
Okay, yeah. so um, you're in the process of joining the elder team, like I said, and and let me, uh, for those of you who, who are watching and listening, let me tell you a little bit about that process just as a refresher. Um, number one, it is a very long process to become an elder, um, and here's why, because we take it very seriously, and so we want it to take as long as it needs to take, and so, so that process starts off with members can recommend someone uh, to be an elder, recommend uh, a man to be an elder here at Fellowship. We uh, believe that the role of elder is reserved for men. Um, And so those nominations and recommendations can come from any member of the church. When that happens, the elders will then vote to to nominate that person to enter the candidacy process, the elder candidate process. Um, And that vote by the elders is simply a majority vote at that point, uh, because the assumption is maybe not every elder knows you. And so a majority vote is sufficient to, to begin the candidate process. Then an elder will meet with a candidate and give them this book, which I meant to have out. Um, it, oh, yeah, here it is. Here back. Here I am. All right. So it yeah. is Church Elders. Um, and what's great about this book is it is that that big. Um, we used to give a book called Eldership, I think is what it was called, and it was about a good 400-page book. So so this one says almost everything that the 400-page book says, uh, but it does it in about 90 pages, which is nice. Um, but what this book does is it gives um, an elder candidate an overview of what it means to be an elder. And, and, and the way this church does eldering, there's a couple of things that they do different for us, but their theological and biblical um, uh, explanation of an elder is really, really good. And so the elder will meet with the candidate, give them that book, tell them they've been nominated. And then we ask the candidate to enter into a season of prayer to read the book and take as long as you need to take to hear from God. Does the Holy Spirit say yes to you becoming an elder at this church? When the book is finished and that season of prayer, it it takes as long as it takes, then that uh, candidate will meet with an elder again just to answer questions, to hear from the candidate. Is it a yes? Is it a no? Um, And then if it's a yes, the next step is that the the, uh, candidate and their spouse, if they're married, will interview with the elders just so the elders can get to know them, ask them questions, um, any any concerns, any any questions that the the candidate and their spouse have uh, can be brought up there. And it's a time to hear from more of the elders other than just the one or two that they may have met with so far in the process. And then after that interview, the elders will vote uh, to yes or no, continue that candidate in the process. And that vote requires a unanimous vote um, because the elders need to be in, in agreement that this person is ready to become an elder. Once that happens, it gets to the point where Andrew is now, where we announce the candidate to the congregation and the congregation gets to weigh in. Because as elders, we always assume we don't know everything. And so if, if you, um, as a member or attendee at Fellowship, know Andrew and he has shown his character to not be that of, of a biblical quality for an elder, we as elders want to know that. And so that's why we open it up to the congregation. I think we give about three weeks. I think we're actually giving four weeks this time because it's summer. 
and people are mm-hmm. in and out. And so we want to give it just a little bit more time. But we do give a window for the congregation to provide feedback. If there are any concerns from the congregation, those are brought to the elders. And uh, then uh, they are, are talked through with the elders and if needed with the candidate. And then another vote is required if there are any concerns. That's a unanimous vote again. And then um, depending on that vote, if it moves forward, then we uh, present you to the church as an elder and then you become an elder. And so it's it's a very long, detailed process, but I think it's been a good process. So with all of that, um, like I said, you're in this final pet phase for the congregation to wear in. I would love to hear and love for our folks to hear um, your journey of saying yes to this role of service. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's been a, um, one that originally started with resistance. Um, I remember I got, got the email and I thought they've got the wrong address. Um, you know, the wrong email just to, to meet up. Um, you know, and I kind of, I think it's a typical reaction or it should be that, you know, it's just like thinking, you know, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't have those qualifications. Cause you know, I still get, I still get mad at my kids and I still, you know, um yeah, sometimes yeah. drive drive a little faster than I should. But I think Jared Jared Buckner when I was talking about that with him and with you guys, you know, he, he made the point he's like, oh, so you're human, right? So um, you know, kind of realizing and, and having my I think for me first my perception of what an elder is had to change before I could say yes to it. Um mm-hmm. and that's what that book was really helpful with because um it took I, I think I kind of had the okay, I, I grew I went to a Southern Baptist church growing up and so to me, the elder board was always, you know, a, a kind of like the business executive business team type thing. And we didn't see them in ministry roles as much. Um, and then reading reading that book and, and diving really into what the intention of elders are, it's, yeah, you, you were kind of were part of the ministry of the church. Um, uh-huh. And so that God had been laying on my heart uh, more and more recently, that, that desire. And so once my kind of understanding of eldership switched to understanding that, yeah, it's not about, I mean, there is executive boards part of it, but the main part of it is, is, um, you know, ministry and taking care of the congregation and, you know, kind of serving as a lay pastor in the areas that you can. Um, that's something kind of with trembling, you know, with trembling hands that I said yeah. yes to, um, there. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, the, the scriptures where it talks about the, the elder and his family, you know, the word that the scripture uses is that he manages his family. Well, it's not that he controls his family, you know, like, like the Mm -hmm. scriptures understand that, that you're a human dad with human kids and, you know, and you're going to get frustrated and they're going to be annoying and, and, and beautiful and fantastic. Like all of that's rolled in together. And, and the scripture is like, no, 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 you just need to manage that well, you know, like, like you need to, to, to manage it well, not control it well. And, and, and also too, you know, you talked about your previous experience in churches with elders and, and, you know, we have always tried to uh, here at fellowship, keep the elder um, process and the elder team as close to the scriptures as we can. And so uh, for those of you listening, what that means is our elders are overseers. And so they don't get into the nitty gritty of the day-to-day work of the church. That's what the staff is here to do, Um, but they do oversee. And so what that means is an elder oversees in the area of, of 
um, doctrine? Um, are we following the scriptures? Um, they um, oversee in the area of direction, right? Like, is the church following the direction that the Holy Spirit has for us in a church? Mm-hmm. Um, that includes, like, does the budget reflect that? So the elders do approve our, our fiscal year budget. That's we're in that process right now. Um, but, you know, they ask, is any question they want, they can ask. And, and we will have an answer for, but they're not deciding how much we spend on office supplies um, because, <laughs> right? Like, like, but in some churches yeah. they, they do. And, and here it's like, no, like, as long as we're not, you know, spending 40, you know, $400,000 on office supplies, um, which we're not, um, uh, you know, like if anything's a way out of bounds, but part of what they do is they look at, okay, how much money are we giving away? How much money is going to payroll? How much money is going to ministry expenses? And do those percentages match what we hope to be as a church? Or in we, are, are, are we in a season where some of those are kind of wonky for right now, you know? Um, mm. And so it really is that overseen. And then the other D is discipline. Sometimes um, issues of church discipline, which we like to call restoration, but all these begin with D, so it has to be discipline for the uh, alliteration to work. Um, mm. um, uh, sometimes the those areas of church discipline do rise up to an elder level. We deal with it there. And then the final D is discernment. Sometimes people just need to meet with elders to, to hear from God and, and, and to get clarity on what they're hearing from God. Not that the elders are God, they're not, but, um, Mm -hmm. but they need clarity. And sometimes they meet with elders to be prayed over, to be healed. Um, And so, so that's what they're there for. And, and here at fellowship for us to nominate an elder, we, we look for men who are already elderly and who are already shepherding the flock. So it's not, it's not, calling somebody to do something new it's giving them an office a biblical office for what they're already doing and maybe helping them kind of turn it turn up the the volume on it just a little bit so um have there been any surprises for you in this process becoming an elder um the surprise i think to me again was the 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 shifting of understanding of you know what the elders do and getting that there um, and then just, it, I guess it's surprising, but it's, it shouldn't be because it's the consistent story um, that, that God shows us is that like, you know, he'll, what he calls you to do, he'll equip you to do. You may not feel that way. I mean, I certainly don't, but at the same time, like um, I certainly, as we've prayed and discerned, got that piece. It's like, cause you know, I thought, I was like, what if somebody comes with this hard doctrine question or like, what if I'm asked to step into a situation that's just really messy um, and that I, you know, I'm, 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 I, I'm, you know, I'm concerned about, and I just really felt like the peace, the peace of God saying, you know, like, like, don't worry, like, I will, I will call you to go places and I will give you those tools. You don't have to kind of know all the answers now. Um, and so that part has been, it's just, it, as somebody who is a detail kind of person, who's like always has a plan type thing, it's been surprising to me that, that kind of God, you know, really kind of gave me that, that comfort once I kind of let my resistance down, he really gave me that comfort. So they know, like, don't worry, you're yeah. going to get into places, but um, I will give you the tools. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I've I've heard it said that God doesn't equip. No, God. Yeah, God. God equips the called. He doesn't always call the equipped. Yeah, um, yeah. and and I think that's that's the yeah. 
And that's very true. And, and, you know, as elders, sometimes we do deal with very complex, nuanced doctrinal issues. And for someone like me, like I've been in seminary, some of these doctrinal issues, like I've been thinking about for 20 plus years Mm -hmm. for some of the elders, they've never thought about it at such a nuanced level. And so there is this level of like, catching up almost like what, what are different people and different sides of this issue mm-hmm. saying and, and begin to navigate through that. And, and because of that, like they've grown, you know, like even, even the issue of women being deacons at fellowship, yeah. some of them, you know, they were like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Like I'd never been asked that question before because in, in their church history, deacons were function more like elders in, mm-hmm. in some of the Baptist churches they were in. And so for them, um, they had never been asked the question. And then when they looked at the scriptures and saw and see a female deacon, they're like, who added that? Like, that hasn't been there. You know? like, has that been there my whole life? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's been in Romans yeah. 16 for quite a while. Um, yeah. uh, so since, the, since it was written. Um, but, but that's part of what's great about being an elder is you get to grapple with things that you may not be able to in, in other in other environments. So that's 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 really fun. Okay. So what what have you you've been here at Fellowship for four years. What have mm-hmm. you enjoyed the most about your time here? Um I mean I'd say it's the it's really the people. Um like I just we just it's coming to church on Sunday and like doing like life groups or small groups, um growth groups. That's the term growth groups. Um mm-hmm. you know it's just been it's been great and uh you know, like obviously we've seen a lot of the, the faces of kids ministry and just like the volunteers and stuff, man, like they are just like pumped to be there um, and to take care of the kids. And that's just been like, just, it's just been really all that. It's just, it's just good people to be around and to yeah. do life with. And um, it's just, I've had a lot of, you know, just conversations with people, both like they're just like how God's just like being so great to them and the things that are really wonderful in life. And then people who've been like, man, like, I like, like, Hey, how are you doing this Sunday? Like I am exhausted because this week yeah. has worn me down for these reasons. And I just, I like that. Cause that's, that's what we're, you know, that, that I feel most comfortable in that. And that I'm like, great. Like, you know, we're able to tell, you know, how things really are. Uh, and no one's going to kind of, you know, it's going to, and, and you're kind of in a safe place to do that. Yeah. 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 The, the, the people here are a gift for sure. So if you could sum up fellowship into one word, what would it be? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I struggled with this and I know in other combo casts you gave, you gave the phrase, people were allowed to have phrases even. Um, oh yeah. You can, you can take two or three words. Yeah. Um, so, so I would say like, um, uh, it's a place to kind of be um, humbly authentic is kind of the phrase oh. I thought of. Um, and oh, it's just because like, yeah, cause, cause to me, like, you know, there can almost be sometimes be a culture of like, oh, who like, like, you know, of, of admitting all these, all these things you struggle with and almost a competition. Um, but here I feel like, you know, people like, it's just like, like out of their humility, out of knowing, you know, our flaws and our failures and our, our successes and our virtues. And just like, just telling that, that to people telling mm-hmm. like, you know, like, this is what's going on right now. Life is great. And I don't feel bad about it, you know, because this is a blessing from God and I don't, you yeah. know, there's no kind of complex emotions or, you know, life is tough and here's why, but I'm looking to the horizon. And um, that has certainly been a balm to my soul yeah. um, to be around, be around that. 
Yeah, it was neat last night. Um, you know, Andrew and, and his family is doing practicing the way, and we had our second uh, class group, whatever we call it, last night. And um, I was teaching, so when it's time to pray, we kind of went through um, gratitude and lament and petition and intercession. And so instead of joining the group, I just kind of stayed up where I was teaching. Um, and I got to hear all the different groups praying. And it was really cool to hear, as you're talking about that, that kind of humble, um, authentic prayers of people where people were, were grateful for the good stuff and the bad stuff. And they were confessing sin, um, and, and praying for real needs in their life without holding back. And it was, it was, it was a, it was, it was really cool. And it's one of those, um, one of those gifts I think that God has given this church for sure. Well, any, anything else you want to add? This has been fun. Yeah. So one thing I just want to add, the more I thought about it was, um, just one thing that's been also just a great thing is like, you know, if, if I'm confirmed as an elder or not, you know, that's in, in God's hands in the congregations, but we have a really great elder team here. Like that's been the neat thing for me is meeting the elders and the different, you know, there are different backgrounds, different approaches and like stuff like that. And that has also been just assuring to me that it's not kind of all one flavor of elder, you know, okay. there's just different, different people. And that, you know, that's always, to me, that that is just really reassuring that like there are different people here, and they continue to be live in their differences. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they don't have to conform to whatever you know a, a, a type of stereotype. And so that's been that's something that's great. I think that um, mm-hmm. the church should appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. You know, I I forget about that because um, um, you know I've been an elder since we've had elders, and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know and. Um, because yeah. as lead pastor, the lead pastor is always an elder. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I'm not the chairman, nor do I write the minutes. So because those are both two positions of potential power. And so as the lead pastor, we don't we I don't get a chance to do that. So uh, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but but you're right. It is a great group of guys um, that are very different and we need those differences and, and Lord willing, you'll bring your differences to the group too. And it'll be, it'll be great fun. Well, y'all thanks for, thanks for listening. Um, If you are watching this on YouTube, feel free to click like and subscribe just so you'll get notifications on all the things uh, whenever we add a new one of these, because we're not doing them as frequently as we did. We're just doing them on stuff like this, where it's kind of this hit or miss uh, opportunity for us. And um, um, other than that, I guess I'll see you Sunday or see you next time I see you. Y'all are about to leave for vacation. Are y'all here this Sunday? We are, yeah. We'll be here this okay. Sunday. Then you're yeah, gone. So my kids can terrorize okay. everybody, and then we're gone. Yeah. Uh, they are a joy. Lots of yeah. energy, but they are a joy. Yeah. They are yeah, a lot of good. fun. All right. Well, All thanks right. for this time. Y'all, yeah. I love you, and Everybody. I love being in the church with you, and I'll, I'll see you soon. Bye.